Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. When I shit myself, you know my name. How long do you think you could live in a bed for? Sorry, in a in what? In a bed? In a bed? Yeah, like Brian Jones style. You mean Brian Wilson? That one. Uh, <laughs> Brian Jones. <laughs> Brian Jones. Brian Jones lived in a swimming pool. <laughs> That's true. It is uh, true. We would like to. We'd like to dedicate this episode to Joe Don Baker. <laughs> oh. Rest in peace, buddy. You're still alive. We didn't kill him yet. You'll be dead by the time this goes up. Welcome. To the return of Podcast 1289. I'm one of your many hosts. I'm Jesse. We're back from hiatus, y'all, because fucking our buddy Michael here found a story that it was just too tempting. So we're back to bring you the real deal in paranormal bullshit news. Like I said, I'm Jesse. We got Dan with us tonight. Hey, everybody. Homestyle Mike is here. Wear your motherfucking mask, people. For fuck's sake. From your lips to God's cheeks. Anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we've got the devil's advocate himself. Dylan's here. It's true. Yeah. Cool hot or whatever. That, that, yeah, um, good. And as I mentioned before, all the way from the Unresolved podcast, our sister show, True Crime Movie Club, we have got Michael with us. Hey, what's up? Long time caller, first time listener. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So tonight, like I said, we we got a fucking story from the news, people. This is current events. We're not we're not scraping the fucking the Goodwill <laughs> book rack for this fucking story. We're not recording this a year ago. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the actual version of this will be out a year from now, but. <laughs> Just in time for its one year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to make some some hot calls towards the end of this. Like, for example, Joe Don Baker, time's up, buddy. Had a good run, but that's it. Uh, just, I just do want to say again, I'm picking up my beverage for this one. Gentlemen, I would like to uh, dedicate this episode to Joe Don Baker. May he rest in peace. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we probably killed him. And a flight of angels, sing thee to thy rest. <sighs> Cheers, buddy. 85 years young. How about that? <laughs> Head on it. Sir, you were not exactly John Carradine. (laughs) (laughs) What's everybody drinking tonight? I got an Angry Orchard Rosé. Wild Turkey 101 Bourbon alongside Jester King's Unfiltered Pilsner. Word up. I like the Wild Turkey. I am drinking a Fresca, LBJ style. Motherfucker, I love Fresca. If I were president, my little red box button would have Fresca instead of Diet Coke. <laughs> that's what. That's why I said LBJ. He was the first president to do that. He had a Fresca machine installed in the White House. Long balls, Johnson. 
<laughs> which I always thought like, oh, oh, he must have loved it as a child. And now that he made it to the White House, it was just like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. to I'm a president. I can do that. Yeah. Nope. Fresca was established halfway through his presidency in 66. So like the second this shit met his lips, he was like, this is so goddamn good, I never want to be without it. Put this in the Oval Office now. Sir, don't you think a soft drink machine is a little unbecoming? No! Silence, or I'll slap you with my dick. <laughs> I will drown you in my boat car. Invade a country somewhere, make it happen. Dude, you know that Trump wants at a McDonald's in the White House kitchen. <laughs> good fucking Lord. Anyway, tonight, like I said, we got something special. It's fucking, it made Newsweek, gentlemen. <laughs> news in the middle, wow. In the middle of one of the most turbulent years of one of the most turbulent decades of one of the most turbulent millennia, this space was set aside for this shit. <laughs> and Dan, Dan is here to tell you all about it. Dan, what are we talking about tonight? We're, we're talking about our favorite paranormal douche bro, Zach Bagans. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was warranty. I mean, like, you know, Mike Warnke, I'm super stoked you're still around. He's I not really, paranormal. He's I really he's hope, the, I just want to talk about Mike Warnke for a second. I really <laughs> hope he's heard our episode about him. <laughs> I mean, it is arguably our best episode. I will agree with that. Because, you know, he seems like the kind of guy that would Google himself every now and then. <laughs> you know he would. He's, got, he's on Twitter. I mean, we should start a pod beef with him. We should just have him on the show. Yeah, we should. We should invite him on. I mean, I'm sure he's very nice. I would be very cordial with Mike Warren Keach. I would. What if we, like, ruin his career again? <laughs> because, like, right now, he's he's riding on the whole, yes, I lied about being a satanic high priest, but I did it for the Lord. And so he's he's got his, his uh, fellowship, like, back. But what if, like, we were like, hey, uh... You know, let's we play we play stupid like we don't know anything about the cornerstone thing, yeah. the expose, and just be like, oh yeah, yeah, no, we we heard you. You're like a satanic panic expert. We we talk about Satanism on our podcast. Will you come on? And then like people find out like he's up to it again with us, and then he just can't. Is it's cancel season? So cancel <laughs> season. Let's get Mike Warnke canceled again. <laughs> The only other person that's gotten canceled twice is Mel Gibson. <laughs> Can you imagine that fucking duo, Mel Gibson and Mike Warnke? What's he doing right now? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably assaulting a cop and like, <laughs> he's probably beating a cop over the head with a copy of Mein Kampf that he just shoplifted from a fucking Books a Million in Burbank. <laughs> I mean, that is probably the best way to get Mein Kampf because I would not pay money for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's in the public domain. Why would you do it? Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So anyway, uh, for being on television and having his moderately successful television show, Bacon's got some bucks to blow on a lot of bullshit. <laughs> um, but he also will project a sort of like spookiness onto things, much like the Warrens, as it were. Bro, did you hear that leaf move? Could this be a message from the old man that was killed here 200 years ago? Could he be telling me who killed him? and that he won't rest until the murder gets solved and justice is finally served, it has to be. <laughs> so, like, re really, one of my favorite things about Zach is that he tries to pick fights with the supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, well, yeah, wouldn't you? He's, he's kind of, he's I'm like, sorry, Dan. I'm sorry, Dan. Tries to pick fights with the supernatural. You're describing myself and Rob. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you guys no. Like, try to, you're fucking nerds. You try spell casting and shit. Zach Bagans has, like, tried to punch a ghost. <laughs> he, he basically dares something otherworldly to harm him. And we've seen this play out multiple times. Like, for instance, when we talked about that uh, that ghost house he bought a few years back. The Indiana Demon yeah. House. He got into a fight with one of his roadies at the hotel, which was, of Probably. course, blamed on that residual possession from the ghost house, but uh, not the fact at all that drama makes for good TV. <laughs> Wait, who won? Well, they, they <laughs> subdued him, so nobody won. It was a draw, really. He's like a Chad meme made about, like, ghost hunting. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the latest thing that Bagans has sunk his money into is an acoustic guitar. And I do agree that he is the kind of guy that would show up and play, like, deep tracks at a party from Dave. <laughs> but Bagans himself has said that he, quote, doesn't play the guitar, but he will most definitely play this instrument to see if anything happens to him. Once again, daring the supernatural to cause him harm. <laughs> so what's so special about this guitar that Bagans bought for the on-the-nose price of $666.66 shipped? Uh, well, apparently it killed a guy. Oh, that's fucking dumb. That's so humorous. Wait, oh here, I, guys, I've never bought a guitar like... Is that a lot for a nice guitar? Is that no, it's, it's for that douche. piece of shit? It is a lot. It's like an old beat up K acoustic from like the fifties or the sixties that like you could get at any pawn shop in America for about eighty bucks. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so it's not even like a cool like this was a metal musician's like weird guitar like in a movie. No, no, it's it's not like a fucking David Koresh's guitar. No. It's just a boring old acoustic guitar. Yeah, this didn't belong to anybody cool gotcha. that we're aware of. Because this guitar was discovered for sale on a website called Reverb, if no one's aware of it. Basically, mm. online equivalent of a flea market and a guitar center. Yep. No, it's, it's eBay for musicians, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the, the ad for this guitar was whimsical as fuck. And full of alliteration and spooky Satan-y words. Basically, like, imagine, like, Vincent Price ca level camp. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you, wanna, do you want an example of the listing? Of course. I just pulled it up. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to read it in its entirety in just a Hell moment. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's just full of, like, highfalutin spookiness. Oh, boy. Well, who's selling this guitar? Uh, Blue Eye Sipper. <laughs> so it's being sold by this guy named Eddie Marybaker of New Lebanon, Ohio. And dude, hey y'all, I'm Eddie Marybaker. And dude said that this listing racked up some twelve thousand views, and he received about forty-eight offers. Um, and he was also even contacted by Ghost Hunters, uh, who quote wanted to devote a full episode to my dastardly tale. And uh, he declined them. I am so glad that he told them to go fuck themselves. I went to high school with someone on that show, and he is an asshole. What's the back? Why? How is this guitar? Like, what's the background of it being a uh, devil guitar? So let me get into that. Apparently, it killed a guy. <laughs> As a weapon or what? Like, by a noise marine strumming it? What happened? Allow me to introduce the advert on Reverb.com. Mm, in its own words. This singular guitar came into my possession quite by accident, and it spooked me enough that I wanted to get rid of it. 
Although I'm quite confident this ghoulish guitar would be fine for someone more in tune with the tenebrous force of malevolent netherworlds, I myself have little knowledge of such things and prefer not to meddle with the morbid mysteries of the macabre. Here's what I know. Listen to this fucking Shell Silverstein wannabe <laughs> motherfucker. My God, it makes you fucking sick. <laughs> uh, no one should have that much fun with wordplay. We let Bob Dylan do that once, and we immediately fucking regretted it. I'm sorry, moving along. The sun isn't yellow, it's chicken. What the fuck does that mean? I feel like this guy would have gotten the same effect if it just said, this guitar killed someone. So the ad continues on. Here's what I know and what I've been told, the ad continues. A kid lived on my street when I was growing up and was rumored to be into devil worship, seances, Aleister Crowley, black magic, and other dark endeavors of the spirit world. And some other thing. <laughs> so basically an electric wizard fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Parentheses. Oddly, despite the somewhat dweebish demeanor and philistine penchant for putrid proclivities, he was quite popular. Yeah. Boys in his neighborhood wanted to be him, and the girls foolishly thought they could change him. End parentheses. Did you say they could? <laughs> yeah, no. Did you say they could beat him or beat him? Be him. No. <laughs> Again, yeah, no. Yeah, a lot funnier. Yeah, sure. Having bit that <laughs> <right>. kid, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Your, your self-awareness is appreciated, counselor. <laughs> so, I later learned that this neophyte necromancer was born in June of 66. Man, shut the fuck <laughs> up! Yeah, I saw neophyte necromancer over at the Mercury Lounge. Oh, yeah, they open for sleeping only. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, neophyte necromancer does sound like it would be a fucking awesome doom metal album. Hell yeah. I got a question. Is that zero and son O? Do you put that in to find it on Spotify or do you just put in son? That's song is confusing. <laughs> now, wait a second. Is it black sun as in, like, a, a, your son who is black, or is it black sun like the neo-Nazi thing? Because it really matters. Sun O. <laughs> the band. The neo-Nazis have a black sun? Yeah. That's oh, yeah, the sun in red, that they claim to be some sort of Viking sort of runic thing. Now, bullshit. They just, like, sound guarded. <laughs> exactly. It's bullshit. It's a cool-looking thing, and, like, that that's probably all there is to it. Yeah. Hot take. Fuck them. Runes are like hieroglyphics for incels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, God. Am I making sense? This edible's hitting me pretty fucking hard. I'm not gonna lie right now. Yeah. Their logo just looks like Star Wars shit. There you go. That's what happens when you have a really shitty backwards mentality. You just go backwards in, in fucking writing systems. World, world <laughs> languages. They've regressed. <laughs> anyway, moving along. <laughs> You're gonna be speaking Sumerian soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna start writing in linear B. So, just I'll, I'll have to read from the beginning. I later learned that this neophyte necromancer was born in June of '66 <laughs> and died tragically Ooh. on Halloween, October 31st, sure 1979, he when he was just 13 years old. Damien. His death has never been solved. Because he never but died. This he never fucking calamitous died. kid was found lying on his bed. Because no one ever cared. All caps, this guitar draped across him. Apparently electrocuted, even though this is an acoustic guitar. Additionally. Wait, is it a guitar made of wood? Yes. Uh, 
it's an acoustic guitar. So how do you get electrocuted? Yo, this sounds like the origin story for the next tenacious demon. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing plugged in. Uh, the Satan guitar. Rage cage. Rage cage. Bruh. Bruh. Yeah. There was a kid on my block, Rage Cage. Satan killed him with his guitar, bruh. We need to find that guitar, and we need to duel Satan. He was doing a cock push-up, bruh. Bruh. So, continuing on. Additionally, when this damnable corpse of this soulless stooge of Satan was eventually discovered, oh God, shut a up. 45 record of Glorious Circles Don't Fear the Reaper was playing repeatedly. Whoa. Playing repeatedly on... <laughs> on the Mephistophelian <laughs> Muppets GE Wildcat record changer. Muppet. Muppet. <laughs> Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. What do you think this person looks like in real life? I don't know, but I can tell you right now, he's never touched a vagina. <laughs> with permission, at least. A Swanson's TV dinner, turkey with all the fixins, remained uneaten while the air was thick with the acrid smell of sulfur emanating from some perverse potion the young hellion had been mixing with his little Gilbert chemistry set. What? What? No, it's just it's just fucking the hard water. You know, like we were talking about with Dan earlier. He's just got well water in the fucking Miami Valley. The, <laughs> the licentious lad, Farrah Fawcett's oh, swimsuit poster, mockingly <laughs> stared down upon the dead boy as if to say, see you in hell, Buster. <laughs> Buster. It's fucking, this is why boobers need to be killed. Buster. Yeah, it's Buster from Arthur. Somewhere at that very moment, parentheses, as I was later informed by my late night TV psychic friend, a hellhound hailing from the bowels of Hades howled horrendously into the unhallowed hellish night. <laughs> Shut up. This is a person who loves to play train simulator on <laughs> This is some like goth kid V for Vendetta bullshit. That's really mean, Mike. That's really mean. Yeah, this is like a, a teenager that's learning how to do poetry but hasn't started jerking off yet, so they're just in like this weird state of constant aggression. <laughs> oh, jeez. Years later, I ran into the defunct boy's mother. What? Parentheses. Herself a propagating practitioner of the pagan arts. Whatever. Oh, I love it. And when I informed her that I was a professional guitarist, she offered me her devilish daisy pussins pushing sons <laughs> get Daisy pussins? What the f- I think I, I think I went to school with this person. Oh no, we all did. <laughs> Jesus. Even though he's not real, but we all did. Yeah, it was Johnny Space Boots. Oh man, this reminds me of a guy called Matt that I went to school with. Where um, I remember he used to like openly use like tarot cards out, and like it would just used to annoy the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Dylan is sweating right now. <laughs> oh no! Please don't go on, Mike. <laughs> like I remember, like finally, like my friend uh, Lucas, he couldn't handle it anymore, so he was he he wouldn't shut up about like magic or whatever, and then like we just go, he just interrupts him in his mid speech. He goes, "Please, man." Tell me the future of your tarot cards. And like he throws his, <laughs> he, he has long hair and he just, it just, so he like whips his head back and like throws his arms there and pretends to be like possessed. And like, it's, everyone just fucking cracked the fuck up. I felt so, I felt so bad for that fucking dude, but that shit made me laugh so hard, man. 
Tell me the future of your time. He sounded like an Invader Zim character. Dean, tell me the future, my tallest. That would be a fucking episode of Invader Zim, actually, where like there's a kid with tarot cards, and I can just see it actually, like. He's getting popular, but he's like, he has the cards and all the kids are like really like interested in what he has to say, but he's actually like, he doesn't say anything. He just sort of like stares at the ceiling and drools or whatever. And Dib is furious that like, oh my God, why is he popular? That's stupid. He's just staring and drooling. And Zim is, I don't know, just doing whatever he's doing. And then meanwhile, like Gurr is doing his own readings off to the corner, <laughs> but it's just all like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And he's just like, you're gonna die. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. <laughs> They're all crying. God bless Jonah Vasquez, man. Like, like the yeah, that fucking last <laughs> movie that they had, the fucking Invaders in. So fucking funny. Oh my god. They didn't skip a fucking beat. Like it was so. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was watching it. I was like, this is fucking retarded, but it's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of things that aren't as good as Invader Zim, the fuck is this ad done? I don't know if I can I can handle any more wordplay. Nah, there's there's like six more paragraphs. Oh my god! Oh my god! god. They created an entire mythology for a fucking Craigslist ad. (laughs) (laughs) So, give me straight. You know, if you got that kind of time. So, (laughs) it continues on. Since I've owned this guitar, I've heard the strings discordantly ring out despite no one being near the guitar. Further, on three occasions, I put the guitar in my bedroom closet only to find the guitar on my bed when I returned home and I live alone. Oh, no way. The final straw occurred when I saw the guitar levitate out of the trash can I had somberly placed in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay, sure. I remember my first beer. You think it played in like the middle of the night? It played Waltzing Matilda. Just the intro to Stairway. (laughs) Do you think think it used the the pentatonic? It was like one of those boomer fucking dudes that, that, that that played the blues and shit. That's all they've ever played. Nah, it plays fucking, if it's a true satanic guitar, it probably plays like, I don't know, like Hootie and the fucking Blowfish or something. <laughs> I thought it was going to say something by Robert Johnson. But... It just plays the opening to Wonderwall forever. <laughs> Ooh. Why do you think people hate dudes who play acoustic guitars at parties? Um, Because they, they're usually date rapists. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the personality around it, other than the playing the guitar. Yeah, because they're usually walking Rehypnol fucking pills, you know what I mean? (laughs) Just saying. It's just like, no one fucking called for a troubadour, bro. This is not like a fucking castle in the French countryside. We're not in fucking Luxembourg in like 1389 AD. You are not needed. Jesse, speak for yourself. I know that whenever I have a party over, I have at least one of my guests put on a play to let one of my other guests know that he killed my father. (laughs) So, for those of you brave enough to tamper with the spirit world, I offer you this unique guitar, which appears to date from the late 1950s through the 1960s. Apparently, Satan has stricken the brand name decal from the headstock of this guitar, but my research yeah, okay. leads me to believe it's a K-Western special. Yeah, 
which it was literally just a sticker on the headstock. It wasn't an inlay. They always fucking fall off. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be a. Uh, is it the Gibsons that um, that the headstocks fall off too? It's because they have like a weird headstock joint. They don't have a neck volute, and uh, yeah, if you drop them, that fucking headstock is snapping off. That's fucking bullshit. Because those things are expensive. Yeah, dude, I I've bought in fucking cars that were cheaper than a brand new Gibson. They're dumb. Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad I've never I always uh, bought like the regular fucking um I think the most expensive I've ever gotten was like the Ibanez, but that was given to me. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's not even that big of a deal. Yeah, $666 for a piece of shit guitar. He got fleeced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can buy two good Epiphones with that. <laughs> so my expertise lies with more vintage and custom shop Gibson and Fender instruments, particularly 1959 Les Pauls and pre-CBS Telecasters and Stratocaster models. I'm making a jerk-off motion with my hand. Like, even if you are knowledgeable in all of that stuff, you would still fucking know about, like, K guitars. Because, like, if you were a kid in that era where, you, where you're obsessed with fucking pre-CBS Fenders and 59 Gibsons and all that, like, that is, like, everybody's first guitar back then. That or, like, a fucking Silvertone. They all were, like, offered in the Sears and Roebuck catalog for, like, 60 bucks, or they would, you know, fucking take their paper route money to some second-hand store and get one. So, so like, he... Everything about this dude's story is just bullshit. Oh, I don't really know anything about Kate. Look, I mean, the fact that it's so comically written, I think is it's pretty clear this is a joke, right? Like, you would see this and go like, ah, that's funny, right? Yeah, no, yeah. homie listed this... Like, no one's going to buy this. <laughs> no, homie listed this like, I'm going to go viral for this. And guess okay, what? Yeah. Homie was right, because he's on podcast 1289. Yo, we should start selling Zach Baggins fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> if I had, like, no morals, I would, like, I've got an old beat-up guitar sitting uh, in my garage right now, and I would I would totally fucking put that on reverb and say it was Ricky Casso's <laughs> and see if Zach would bid on. Probably back But it would up. not be a good look for me if I'll I sell it. do that. No one knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, hang on. Uh, is Zach Bagans, like, he's... I don't know too much about the guy, but, like, he's obviously got money to be able to, like, plunk down, you know, his 600-plus bucks on this rusty hunk of junk. Like... Is he Did rich? He bought, like, like, is he four hundred dollars for the fucking Ouija board shit? For okay, me. so yeah, like, look, like fleecing the rich is not a crime morally. Yeah, no, it's fun. We encourage it. Absolutely. A sucker is it's amoral to let a sucker keep his money. <laughs> yep, it might be a biblical thing. I don't know. There's a lot of things in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> that there is. Yeah, it's truth. Truth. <laughs> That's why we need the Orange Catholic Bible. So. The ad actually, this is the last two lines, or last few lines. <coughs> That's right, you choke on those words. And to the buyer of this ghastly guitar, congratulations. Though, please use extreme caution when conjuring the phantasmic spirits that seem to be channeled through this inquisitous item. I don't know what that word means. What? <laughs> and now he's making shit up. <laughs> you think after he kills a bunch of people in fucking Oregon, like he's a fucking serial killer? That he wants to fucking publish this thing as a manifesto. Because this sounds... Uh, M- Mike, when you, Mike, once you kill a bunch of people, you are a serial killer. Just say wicked. 
<laughs> nah, nah, serial killer, you have to have cooling down periods. Uh, that's that's true. That's that's true. Be a spree killer. That's true. Yeah, you're, 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 you're right, you're right. Or a mass murderer. There's a lot of nuance in this stuff. Or a Republican. <laughs> mm. No, no, yeah. If you, yeah, if you do Social it through the law, then you're a Republican, for sure. <laughs> so, to hear the Satanic Six String, please check out the attached YouTube link. Admittedly, she doesn't sound particularly ominous on this recording. However, I attribute it to the fact that she was wearing seven crucifixes when I recorded. <laughs> That's the first time I've read that, read that line. Holy shit. <laughs> Good luck. I went through seven proxies. When I bought my first car, the motherfucking thing had fucking six fucking rosaries hidden within the fucking car. And I was like, yo, how fucked up is his whip? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, apparently. He's got fucking rosaries everywhere. He's trying to keep this thing floating on the road. <laughs> yeah, when my, when my wife and I, we moved to Virginia. We lived there for a year because of her job, and we rented this house. And on the top floor, it was like the floor we never went on because we were only going to be there for a year. So we're like, we're not moving all of our shit upstairs. But uh, upstairs, there was this room that had no light, and there was a closet in the corner. And just above the closet was like this little crucifix thing Ooh. that was just like nailed to the wall. Oh, that's the ghost room, dude. Yeah, when you look inside the closet, it was like... I don't know, it was weird. It was almost like the size of like a, a good-sized dog cage because it was just kind of like in the wall and we were just like, okay, we are not using upstairs and we are never going into that fucking closet. That's the Rob Zombie room. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's scary as shit, actually. It was just kind of like, it was spooky. That's genuinely really chilling. To finish, the, the ad finishes. As added protection, I'd also just finished watching the George Burns poignant performance portraying our divine maker in the screwball religious movie masterpiece, Oh God. <laughs> For some spiritual sustenance and courage during my time of fraught fretwork. Had I not taken these precautions, I'm convinced I would have bit the bullet and like the bewitched buried boy. Fuck <laughs> you. So, yeah, come on, no, give me, come on, come on, man, Lucifer's licks, what do we got? Come on, pucks, picks. <laughs> so going back to that interview that Jesse sent me, <laughs> um, he did say in that interview that he wanted to make sure this guitar got into the right hands because he had rejected those 48 offers. Mm. Um, but he thought that the person that who was indeed brave enough to tamper with the spirit world and also apparently the right hands, Zachary Bacon's. The absolute worst possible fucking hands it could have fallen into. Like, this is like a fucking, like, Lord of the Rings level twist. Like, oh no, it could not have ended up in a worse place. If the only thing Zach Bagans was doing with it was taking it to the state of Nevada, that would be enough for it to be the worst possible thing that could happen to it. But there's other fuckery going on here. So he copped the guitar. He bought it. He spent the $666 and 66 60 cent shipped. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he he paid spooky money. He paid a spooky yeah. amount of money on it. <laughs> um, he hasn't died yet, um, but thankfully, this <laughs> unbranded acoustic guitar that would be 
literally $50 in any pawn shop in the middle of nowhere, is now safely locked away and secured at the storage unit of a museum that Pagans runs in Vegas. <laughs> Was that like an off week for Zach? Like, did he just not have any fucking spooky stories to tell on his stupid show? And he was like, let me just buy a guitar and say it's haunted and fucking <laughs> Fuck it. throw it in a museum, make some money. So at this museum, you can also, it's, it's stashed alongside such coveted treasures as a shovel that Ed Gein used, the hospital oh. gowns Charles Manson died in, as well as some of his ashes, but that gown does come complete with every stain. What else, Hitler's death car? <laughs> Additionally, he does house some of Chuck's paintings, as well as a couple of original Gacy's, but he's also got Teb <laughs> Dundee's glasses, which cost $50,000. Beb Tundy wore glasses? We have socks here worn by Eileen Warnos. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Newt Gingrich put this cigarette out on the worker ones. Yeah, no, Teb wore glasses as a disguise a la Clark Kent. Look, this is Chris Benoit's jockstrap. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it's the Bowflex that Chris Benoit used. I am still waiting for Daniel Ferrans to make The Haunting of Chris Benoit. You know he's gearing up to do it. So yeah, also at this museum, if you're ever just off strip in, in Las Vegas, you can swing by and take a gander at Jack Kevorkian's 1968 Volkswagen van or a possessed wine cabinet called a Dimmick Box that may have caused Post Malone's plane to crash. But of course, crash is generous, as uh, it was really more of an emergency landing because the tire blew up when they took off. Um, but this was also coming out of Teterboro, so it may have just been like New Jersey's shittiness. You can't convince me that Post Malone isn't a fucking Muppet. <laughs> like, I swear to, I swear to fucking God, He's one of he's an experiment made by some Jim Henson workshop, <laughs> and they went too fucking far, and it became Post Malone. They were like, we made him too realistic. <laughs> he was created in the lab where the fucking Montauk monster is from, <laughs> and it's like they they dropped like a can of Fago on him somehow. <laughs> Fago, whoop whoop. <laughs> so on the whole. This guitar reeks of the Warrens trying to, like, <laughs> you, Warrens and that dirty-ass Raggedy Ann doll they tried to grift. Locked with a, what was it, the, the death card? Where it's like, yeah, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to do, like, another Warrens episode. Like, I just feel like... Oh, that would be great. I feel like we only scratched the surface. Like, we didn't even talk about how Ed Warren was, like, a fucking pedophile which I didn't find out until like after yeah. we did the episode. So I mean like a probably- You guys can do a multi-part series about <laughs> them and all their weird flim flammery. <laughs> we need, so what we need to do, we need to restructure podcast 1289 to be more like the unresolved structure where it's very serious, but we're talking about <laughs> these fucking dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Ed and Lorraine Warren. I mean, I, that's pretty much what I did with the Acid King and David St. Clair. <laughs> you know, I, I got paid uh, 20 grand by Simon & Schuster to take down a dead author, so <laughs> go me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, David St. Clair. Brazilian voodoo making up Abadass. You're so smart, how come you're dead? So anyway. There's fucking more to this story. <laughs> no, no. Well, kinda. So we at Podcast 1289, in our due diligence, decided to do a little digging on this alleged satanic team death. 
And upon, oh, yeah. upon a half-acid Googling of teenager electrocuted an acoustic guitar with acoustic guitar in parentheses, uh, it yielded only this Newsweek article that Bagans talks about getting the guitar and multiple stories that are just ancillary and not about this. So it seems that Zach Bagans... No, I, I Googled... What, what was it that I Googled, Dan? I sent you the screenshot of it. Oh, yeah, hold on. I'll read it. Uh wait, but... Uh, Jesse Search, 1979 Satan Worshipper Electrocuted. And it says, hmm, it looks like there aren't many <laughs> many great matches for your search. Like, I went away. <laughs> yeah. The story never happened. That's crazy. And Zach Bagans' dumb ass fell for it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Bagans got fleeced. <laughs> Everybody is going to pay money to come to my museum to see this thing that no one's ever heard of because it never happened. <laughs> it's genius. That makes me, honestly, that kind of redeems this guy a little bit for me because he <laughs> fucking, he fucking duped Zach yeah. Baggins. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it seems like, it seems like his favorite source is, dude, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's it for uh, this piece of shit guitar that Bagans dropped uh, money on. So what we're saying <laughs> is, that, hey everyone, if you were inclined to go to Zach Bagans' like storage unit or whatever he's calling uh, his museum, whatever, don't. <laughs> Zach Bagans is dib in real life at 40. And this is what pisses me off because we should be like that. <laughs> like, we should have that. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get there. Like that that is the end game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we should just have collections of haunted bullshit. Oh, I got some things. We're working on it. Yeah, no, we're gonna tear open the fucking very threads of time, space, and reality. We're gonna conjure some things. Fucking fine. Which is more than they did in the conjuring. Let me just say this. I don't give a shit. Who comes for me, all right? The conjuring was about an exorcism and that's the opposite of a conjuring. Fucking fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, did, well, if something had to be exorcised, it was conjured at some point. That's was not, that, was look, the conjuring, look, man, the conjuring off screen? No, no, I don't think so, quite frankly. I'm sorry, but I think the best fucking ghost movie. When I die, now, now, hang on, Mike, hang on. I got a bone to pick with Jesse here. Listen, are you telling me, <laughs> are you telling me that if a mother, like, okay, we got motherfucker, right? And motherfucker dies, and let's assume that ghosts are real. Okay. Motherfucker becomes ghost motherfucker. Was that ghost conjured? No, because no one did any conjuration to do it. There was not a neophyte necromancer <laughs> going, oh, I will make you a ghost. Yeah, but, but I thought... I thought possessions had like the vampire rules. Well, possession. The exorcist now you're talking about Reagan possession. invites it by using the Ouija board. Look now, you know now, I mean? now you're talking like that's not a ghost though. That's a demon. This is a ghost. Do ghosts possess? <laughs> Dylan just gained one level in fucking conjuration, right? There. Exactly. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, this ain't this ain't fucking Hogwarts. All right. First off, we need to no, we need to get down. We need to be like Brian Adams. We got to get down to the heart of the matter right here. Do ghosts? Can ghosts possess people, or is that just a demon thing? Number one, that's completely fucking irrelevant, Jesse. You're high as shit. You're out of your element. <laughs> the, the, the possession is not the issue here. The point is, when a... I'm pretty sure, actually, you know what? It is the issue. You said the, con the, the conjuring <laughs> is the polar opposite of what happens in that film, which is an exorcism. Yes. Something needs to be possessed before to get exorcised. I actually would go so far as to expand the definition of exorcism to where if there's just 
a specter that is in this world and not necessarily anchored mm-hmm. to a specific person or place, if you get rid of it and force it to go to the other side, I would also consider that an exorcism. I am saying that there is no conjuration in the movie and there is not necessarily a conjuration implied cause things from the other side. But does that make every house blessing therefore an exorcism? Uh, not necessarily, because there might not actually be anything in there to exercise. And also, I think an exorcism very specifically will make you makes something uh, that is not from, or at least not supposed to be on the material world, go to the immaterial world, and a blessing could potentially only drive uh, uh, immaterial things from one place in the material world to another. If I bless my house, yeah, I might actually be cursing about. my upstairs neighbor because all the evil spirits go to them after I burn some sage. Chicken season it. Mm-hmm. Chicken seasoning. <laughs> Anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that neither ghost nor demon necessarily needs to be conjured. They they can simply appear, or they, they, they could be conjured. I'm not necessarily saying they, they weren't. But the events of the film The Conjuring depict an exorcism, and the events leading thereup, yeah. they're, they're up too, and they do not necessarily... And Gary said, it's been, I've only seen it once, and it was in theaters a long time ago. But I don't think there is ever definitively any conjuration or any mention of conjuration. There is only an exorcism. The point is, it, is, it was one of those sorts of things meant to, to bamboozle people, to flim-flam them, and to get gullible, gullible American Christians to just be like, that's a word I'm not really sure, but it has something to do with magic, therefore this is a devil movie, and I will go see it. Like Summoning, or Last Shift. This needs to be like one of those lawsuits that you would read, like where someone <laughs> went into the movie Drive expecting to see Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a Michael Mann movie or something? No, no it's a... Winding Refn. Yeah, it's a Refn movie, but, like, I mean, you're not that far off. What an asshole. If your middle name was Winding, <laughs> would you tell anyone? <laughs> Refn is spelled R-E-F-N. R-E-F-N. Is he, is he yeah. foreign, though? Like, maybe that's the reason. Yeah, I think he might be Scandinavian. Okay, so who knows? Maybe it's winding mm. or something. So might be like a weird like Viking thing. They, they were Vikings, man. They did cool shit. This isn't cool. He's Danish. Oh yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> He's Prince Philip's people. That fucking explains everything. <laughs> fucking ghoul. Fuck the fucking royal family. There's a reason our ancestors, in some capacity, fought to be rid of them. Do you think they'll all just, like, fucking dissolve at some point? Because, like... No. I'm sorry. Enough is enough. It's, like, it's cute. They're going to be here for fucking ever, man. This is what our reality has turned into. It's just season 97 of Last of the Fucking Summer Wine. It's just, it's here to stay. <laughs> because they're fucking wizards. They're fucking dragons on top of the goddamn cast. Like, this is... This just sounds dumb. <laughs> I mean... It is British royalty, so yeah, probably. It's like, why do we have this waste of space? Just shovel them somewhere. <laughs> hey, man, you ever want to read some real fun stories about the monarchy and some real fun takes on them? Read some Irish socialist literature. Oh, yeah, no, I'm about that. They talk about when they blew up Lord Mountbatten. Hell, yeah. <laughs> they only needed to be lucky once. <laughs> it was during the Troubles. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> Not fucking ominous, the, the Irish were like, oh, yeah, what, what terrible period was that? 
Troubles. <laughs> like, what happened there? Oh, Whoa. you don't want to know. You think they just couldn't find a better word to use? They're just like, the tr- the tr- just the tr- just troubles. <laughs> it's like something you can't say without looking out of the distance. Yeah, they wouldn't let us call it the shite. <laughs> yeah, well, we put up a storefront back in the shite. They wouldn't let us call it that. Can't put the shite on the cover of the Daily Mail. <laughs> Made us call it the fucking, the fucking troubles. Oh man, I'm fucking insulting my people. Actually, they're not my people anymore. I'm still salty over this. I Sorry? fucking ancestry DNA told me two years ago that I was seven percent Irish, and I was so happy because I had been trying to fucking climb that mountain for years, and it was finally confirmed. And then they did some sort of a fucking update. Hey, yep. oh, oh, you know, over the oh. summer, and they're like, "Oh yeah, no, oops, you're not Irish anymore. Now you're fucking Northern Italian." And I'm like, "This is the worst trade <laughs> in the history of business deals." <laughs> Ah, <laughs> take that, you alpine fuck. <laughs> Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.